Hi, I'm John. I'm one of the pastors at Victory and I'm also the director of our provincial churches. At Victory, we are committed to plant churches all over the Philippines, believing that together we can disciple this nation. Hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. We are in a very difficult time in, in, in our church community and even in our history. That's why I just want to begin this first by praying for all of us. We pray that for those who are sick, within your friends, households, uh, household members, and, and relatives, we pray that the Lord, the Lord and His healing would come upon them at this point. So, pwede po ba tayong manalangin muna? Panginoon, maraming salamat sa umagang ito. We thank you. Pinapanalangin namin ang bawat pamilya sa aming church community. We pray God for the Atolls, Lord, for the Dugilios, the Agustins, the Rolas, the Saribans, the Alcantaras. Lord, maraming salamat sa kanilang lahat. Lord, maraming salamat din sa bawat pamilya na nananampalataya sa iyo ngayong umagang ito. At hindi lang yun, Lord, whether they're watching now or they're watching on demand later, we pray equally that your grace would be upon us, God. Lord, we pray that even in this time of grief and sorrow and suffering, we pray that we will get our full security from you. We ask you, God, that you will provide for us. You will provide for our church community. Whether that be healing, Lord. Whether that be grace. Whether that be wisdom, God, to do the things that we are supposed to do. Whether if we need courage right now. Lord, I pray that you would remove that atmosphere of anxiety, of fear, and of worry upon our households today. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, good morning to each and every one of us. And like what I mentioned, we are in a time of sorrow and suffering. But what if I tell you that there is a time in the future where all of this suffering and sorrow will be forgotten because of the overwhelming joy that we're all going to experience? This does not mean to say that we will forget the event, nor will we forget, for example, the person but there is such a sense of what God is doing that an overwhelming joy is coming and all of this suffering and sorrow will be forgotten. Now, it seems impossible to relate to sa panahon ngayon. No? Parang ang hirap isipin na mangyayari ba talaga yung ganong pagkakataon sa buhay natin ngayon or sa buhay ko ngayon sa dami ng mga emotional swings na nararamdaman ko. At one moment, you scroll through your Facebook and it's greeting someone, happy birthday, congratulations, and you know, we're happy for you. And then on another end, pag scroll mo, pagbaba pa, you give your condolences and signs of grief to other people. But there is that moment in time Na alam natin that when the Lord finally and fully completes His promise, there will be overwhelming joy and suffering and sorrow will be forgotten. Now to say the least, alam naman natin to, there were some instances in our lives where we have experienced something like this, that the sorrow and the suffering was gone after what has happened was accomplished. For example, um, childbearing, di ba? Childbearing. So, hindi po ako nagkaroon ng experience mga anak. 
Pero yung asawa ko, nagkaroon siya ng experience mga anak at sinabi niyang yung sakit daw from 1 to 10 is probably 12, 14, 15. Ganun But in light of childbearing, di ba? you could have a child, but in light of being able to see the child, di ba? nung nakita mo yung bata, pagkita mo sa kanya, nawala lahat ng suffering, nawala lahat ng sakit na naranasan mo nung panahong yun. And it could be like that. Kaya nga, if I were you, go ahead and tag your mom, shout out and say thank you to your moms out there. All right? Another thing is graduation. Graduation. Sino sa atin dito, you are believing to graduate this year. Man, sabihin mo doon sa comment section, graduating. Ako yun, di ba? Graduating. Yung ganun, na nalimutan mo, yung mga graduate na sa atin, di ba? Nalimutan mo lahat ng paghihirap mo sa thesis, practical exams, and maybe even the board exams. Pero nung nag-graduate ka na, or maybe when you finally landed the job, that's when everything else, parang kumbaga lahat ng suffering and the sorrow from the past has been forgotten. Another example of this could be promotion, diba? in your job as you are promoted. So ibig sabihin lang nito, may paghihirap pang dinaanan, but as soon as you reach that goal, as soon as God brought you to where you needed to be, all of those things are forgotten. Or maybe even, yung iba sa atin, di ba, nagkaroon ka ng paghihirap sa pag-save up. But then eventually, when you were able to buy the one that you wanted to buy, you were able to shop, or you were able to buy what you wanted to buy, somehow, the feeling of the suffering has gone. Why do these things happen? This happens because a glimpse of a secure future allows us to persevere today. A glimpse of a secure future allows us to persevere today. And for the last week of our Salt and Light series, this is what we're going to take a look at. We're going to take a look at Isaiah chapter 65. So ito na yung dulo ng book ng Isaiah. Well, may isang chapter pa, chapter 66. Pero yung dito sa chapter 65 ng Isaiah, nag-journey na tayo, eh, di ba? Mula sa simula, kung saan ipinangako ni Lord na sila ay ililigtas niya, dadalhin niya sila doon sa land nila, and finally, they're back in their land. Pero hindi yun yung ini-expect nila. Lord, nandito na kami ngayon. Nakabalik na kami. Pinabalik kami ng mga Babylonians dun sa land namin. Pero parang kakaiba yung na-experience namin. Tapos sabi ni Lord, hindi pa kasi tapos yung plano. There will still come a day. but nahihirapan pa rin kami? Bakit may mga challenges pa rin? Why is there the threat of the Babylonians overtaking us once again? So that's what they were thinking. So God was like explaining in verse or in chapter 65 that hindi pa kasi tapos yung plano. But there will come a time where things are going to happen. They're trying to question, can we recover from this? Diba? Can we recover from all the devastations we have experienced from the Assyrians to the Babylonians? And, and God's answer to that is yes, yes, but not from your own efforts. You can recover. You will recover. For some of you, that's the only thing you needed today. You can recover and you will recover because the Lord wants you to recover and to rebuild your lives. The, the Israelites were then asking, can God be trusted? Which is a question which I think is very much prevalent in our time now. Pwede ba nating mapagkatiwalaan ang ating Diyos? Mapapagkatiwalaan pa ba natin siya? And the resounding answer to that is yes. God can be trusted. God can be trusted. Pwede, pwede nating pagkatiwalaan ang ating Panginoon. You can trust God amidst the devastation, amidst the suffering, 
and the sorrow, God can be trusted. Amidst the suffering, amidst the uncertainties, the fear, the anxiety, God can be trusted. Why? Because He has a plan. Dito na ngayon papasok yung Isaiah chapter 65 starting from verse 17 to 25. And let me read them to you in ESV version. So ibig sabihin, you can trust God at that given moment for them and at, at our time right now because the plan has not yet been fully executed. And a glimpse of this future plan, I hope for each and every one of us today would bring us a greater degree of passion to pursue Him more and perseverance towards what we're all experiencing. Verse 17 of chapter 65. New heavens and new earth is the title of that. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the, the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but, by, but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. For a young man shall die a hundred years old and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and the descendants and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord for you and me today. So this gives us a glimpse of the future plan that God has for His people. Diba? Pag tinignan natin, hindi pa siya nangyayari, pero ito yung maaring mangyari. So as a result of that, our prayer is that we would have a secure today because, or a confident today because of a secure future. Kaya nga ang description ng, ng mga ibang scholars sa book of Isaiah, it's like a mini Bible because verse 65 or chapter 65 of Isaiah sounds like the revelations of the entire Bible, yung nasa dulong-dulong part ng Bible na yon, where the end time is coming. And not just that, but the end time is not there to scare us. Nor chapter 65 is there to scare us. Oh, so malapit na palang magunaw ang mundo, malapit ng matapos ang lahat ng mga nangyayari dito sa bundong ibabaw. Hindi po yun ang intention ng chapter 65. At hindi rin yun, never yun, ang naging intention ng Revelations. Ang naging intention ng Revelations, kung ba't siya sinulat ni John noon, is so that people can have confidence in God. So that we can fully trust God. So that we can come into a place of saying, God, I cannot trust my resources. I should never trust my skills. Yes, my relationships with other people are important. But in the end, it's you whom I should fully trust. Siya lang ang pwede nating pagkatiwalaan. At sa panahon ngayon, yes, pwede pa rin natin siyang 
pagkatiwalaan dahil meron siyang magandang plano. Ano itong mga plano na nasasaad sa kanyang salita? Unang-una sa lahat, here's a description of his plan. It's from sorrow to joy. From sorrow to joy. So ibig sabihin nun in the verses that we've read earlier, part of verse 65, verse 17 in particular, that from the former things, ano yung former things na yun? The former things which describes what? Sorrow and suffering. As, as you are looking at it, di ba? ang sabi niya dito, yung sin and sorrow na ito shall no longer be remembered. The suffering that was brought about by humanity's sinfulness and then the sorrow that results from that, no longer will you remember that. So part of God's plan. I mean, imagine mo, no? part ng plano ni Lord is to overwhelm sorrow and suffering. To overwhelm sorrow and suffering with extreme joy. That one day, that someday in that place that the Lord is building, that event, that momentous event, when that happens, diba, we would be there together with our God, our Savior. And as a result of that, there would be an overwhelming joy that will happen. Diba? Ano ba yung mga, alam ko maraming suffering sa paligid natin ngayon, pero ano ba yung mga event na nakapagpasaya sa'yo ngayong taon na to? Diba? Ano ba yung mga event na yon? If you are bold enough, you could comment it down below. Diba? Parang ngayon taon ka ba nagkaroon ng kids diba? or ng anak? Or maybe this year, you had promotion or stuff like that. Diba? Or maybe this year, diba? you, you, had a, you finally landed a job. So, or maybe ito yung pagkakataong naging kayo. Diba? So nagbunga ang panalangin mo na matagal na. Diba? Nakakapagbigay sa'yo ng ligaya yung mga bagay na yon to the extent where you forget your former suffering. That's the type of feeling that our God would want us to experience. So the catch here is that even if this is still about to happen in the future, we can experience a glimpse of that today. Another thing, in verse 18, Verse 18 says this, But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. Napakahirap lang isipin ano, na ito yung mangyayari. Kasi if you were living back then as an Israelite, again, your walls are not even up. Your nation is exposed. At any given time, a stronger nation can come in and occupy. There's so much uncertainty. But there's so many things they were, they were living afraid. And, and to say that at some point, part of the plan of God is to take away that sorrow and make it into something joyful or put something that would cause so much joy that I would forget all of these things. It sounds very impossible, but that is true. That is true. That is true for them. And because of what Christ has done for us, it is equally true for you. It is equally true for me that in this time, there will come a time, it even says there that there would be no more weeping, that there would be no more weeping. Imagine that, that the sound of weeping will no longer happen. And especially where we're at right now with the rising cases, there are so many sounds of weeping. And if you're one of our people from the church community and you've lost a loved one, we just want to say we're very sorry to hear that. We're, we're not, we don't, we could never imagine the type of grief and sorrow you're experiencing right now. I know you value the people that you love and we understand that God is there with you. 
to comfort you. My prayer is that if you've lost a loved one or a friend during this season, that the Lord will be with you. You know, even Jesus was never spared from grief. His best friend, Lazarus, died and he had to weep. Even if he knew that the final plan was to resurrect him back from the dead, he still wept. That's why I wanted us to know that when Jesus is with us, then the part of that is that we're going to be comforted in our time of sorrow, in our time of grief. But more than that, Jesus is there to let us know that His plans for us are perfect. And His plans for us is to transition the sorrow that we are feeling. Ang hirap lang i-imagine kung paano, but that's a part of His promise. To transition the sorrow to eventually become joy. That's a part of His plan. The second part is from death to life. From death to life. That's why Jesus truly had to come. You know, in, in verse 20, it says there that death is a sure destination. If not the type of physical death, it could be a, an emotional type of death wherein we don't feel like living life anymore. You know, part of the great plan of God in the future, not just when we're all dead, but even while we are here on earth, is to eventually allow us to experience how it is to transition from death to life. And for all of us who are believers and followers of Jesus, we have experienced the most important transition already of death to life. And that is when we were saved by Christ from our sins. We were supposed to eternally die and yet God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, and His sacrifice on the cross, saved us. And because of that, we were able to transition from a sure eternal death to now a sure eternal life. That's the type of plan that the Lord has for us. And while we are in the middle of such suffering, sometimes it's hard to believe when there are so many deaths happening. Sometimes it's hard to understand. Napakahirap intindihin, God, kung ito yung plano mo, ba't ito nangyari? Sa kanya, but ito nangyari sa kanila. That's why our season now is a season of fully trusting the great plans of God. Because part of His plan is that there would be no more death. There would be no more death. That's why preaching this, death to life, or talking to your friends about this, is at the very core of the gospel. His desire is for us not to perish. He saves us. And He has saved us through Jesus Christ. Kung titingnan natin, ano, kung titingnan natin yung circumstances natin ngayon, di ba, parang hindi siya yung nangyayari because there are so many deaths around us. But if you look at it from a greater or a bigger perspective or a farther bird's eye view perspective or an eternal perspective, the opposite is exactly true. Why? Because Jesus desires life for us. Or else, He would have not come. That's why part of our prayer for you is that if you are suffering from the sickness, you have loved ones who are in the brink of dying, my prayer is that they would come into a place of trusting and believing the healing power of Jesus to be upon their lives right now. More than anything else, Jesus desires life for you and me. Now maybe in this time of isolation, you felt like life is no longer worth living. No, don't give in to that. What we would want to believe is that Jesus has a plan for you and me 
that would transition that type of life that is anchored around death to a type of life that is anchored around the life that He provides. Yun po ang ating kagustuhan. Yun po ang kagustuhan ng Panginoon para sa ating lahat. Not to succumb to a type of life that is anchored in death, but anchored in the life that Jesus has for us. The third description about this type of life, it says they're from destruction to rebuilding. Diba? It's not just from sorrow to joy, but eventually from death to life, and then from destruction to rebuilding. So if you look at the lives of the Israelites, they have experienced destruction to the max. Parang ganun nakatindi. Sa dami na nang nag-occupy sa amin, nasira na yung, yung place namin, you know, ang dami ng mga, ang dami ng devastation that happened all around us. It has been destroyed. Nothing seems to be worth, parang kumbaga it's no longer worth living. Diba? That place is no longer worth inhabiting. But, the promise of God is that there would be a type of rebuilding that will happen. That there be no more oppression from nations that are stronger than you. Babylon, Assyria, Rome, they're no longer coming to occupy. In fact, in verse 21, this is what it says here, they shall build houses that, and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Dati kasi pag may mga occupants, diba, what they would do is they would plant, but somebody will eat it. They would build houses, but somebody else will get it from them. So sabi niya, iba na ngayon. In this plan that God has, the opposite will be happening. You will be planting and you will be eating them. What this simply means to say is that in this rebuilding, there will be plenty of provision. God will provide. And if you try to imagine, prior to this, Jesus has not come yet. Hindi pa naman naka, parang kumbaga, hindi pa naman dumating si Jesus nun eh, to at least give us a taste of what is going to happen. So when Jesus came, we could have a glimpse of that in this world today. That there is plenty of provision in Jesus. That He is the most important provision we could ever need in our lives. Verse 25, another thing that would happen in this rebuilding, not only will they, not only will the evil things that used to occupy them stop, not only will there be provision in this rebuilding, but verse 25 says, the wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. What does this mean? It simply means there will be harmony. In this rebuilding, there will be harmony. It's no longer about the survival of the fittest. There will be like a change of ecology. Diba dati hindi pwedeng magsama ang wolf and lamb. The wolf will de- definitely eat the lamb. But this time around, they can graze together. They can eat together. And maybe as, we're, as we've all been diba, locked down once again in our own homes, this is something you're praying for, for your family. God, let there be harmony in my family. Lord, I pray that you would rela- restore my relationship with my parents or with my loved one. Lalo na ngayon, mas realize natin how fleeting life can be. My prayer is that you would get to experience a glimpse of this rebuilding in your own households and that those relationships will be restored and that harmony will happen. You know, 
A very good example of rebuilding is what has happened in uh, Dresden, Germany. Uh, the Atlantic, it's a news company, a media company, celebrated the 70th year, 70th year anniversary of the bombing of uh, Dresden, Germany. So in 1945, pago umalis yung mga allied forces, isa ito sa mga pinur, parang pinulbo nila ng gusto, to say the least. 75% of the households were destroyed. About 80% of the families have nowhere to live because of the way it was destroyed in 1945. So, pa, paano ka babangon, di ba? Pag inisip mo, ganito katindi yung mga kasiraan na nangyari, the devastation that has happened. How will you recover for some, from something like this? Now again, the people, of course, they did not stop. Um, they kept on moving forward. They continued on rebuilding. And 70 years later, uh, another photo was taken. And uh, naka-rebuild na sila. Hindi lang yon, But they became a center of the economy at that place in Germany. So kumbaga, if you try to think of it, it's hard to imagine how they're able to rebuild. But they were able to rebuild. Now again, that's just plain human efforts. Diba? Pero if you look at this photo right now of the rebuilt Dresden, Germany, you would never imagine that they've been in a place of so much and almost 100% destruction 70 years ago. Now, of course, if I look at this, diba, I would want to live in a place like this, but never in the same place 70 years ago. But that's the type of rebuilding that God does. He's here to rebuild. And that's the reason why a glimpse, once again, of a future that is secure allows us to persevere today. My hope and my prayer is that you will not give up. My prayer is that you will continue on trusting God because as you have a picture of the plans of God, you know that He is desiring to bring us into a good place. He is desiring to bring our family into a place of security. My hope is that this assures us today, this becomes your assurance in this difficult moment. Diba? Pwede mong itype doon at itag yung kaibigan mo. Don't give up. And I hope that this will assure you. Another thing about this, in light of being a salt and light, I hope this becomes our message. This becomes our message. That my God desires that I transition from death to life. From death to life. When there's so much death all around us, so much uncertainties around us, our message to the people around us, to our community, to your classmates, to your workmates is this. I would say, I have a good God who can be trusted, who has the best plans for me. Keep on speaking that message everywhere you go. And lastly, I pray that this would become your hope. That this would become your hope. Lord, this too shall pass. So much grief all around us, but this too shall pass. But more than an awaited event that has been fulfilled by Jesus on the cross, my prayer is that the event is not just what we're hoping for. The person of Christ is going to be our hope. The person of Christ will be our message and the person of Christ will be our assurance. And because of Christ, the kingdom is already here, but not yet in its fullness. Kaya nga yung kingdom ni Lord, it's always described as already, but not yet. 
It's already here because Christ came, right? And our salvation is secure. It's already, but not yet. Parang halimbawa nito yung graduate ka na, pero baka hindi ka pa nagbo-boards. Pero engineer ka na. Parang ganun. Nasaan ba talaga ako? Engineer na ba ako? Hindi pa ako engineer. So, it's already here. The kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of God is already here. It's already, but not yet. And because the kingdom of God is already here, but not yet in its fullest completion, completion ibig sabihin, we can experience a glimpse of that today. So if you're praying, if you're praying for joy, you can experience that today. Hindi lang pagdating natin sa langit natin to may experience. If you're praying for life, you can experience that today. If you're, if you're praying for rebuilding, you can experience that today. In fact, what God does always is that He, when the Israelites were expecting a political kingdom, what happened was He promised them an eternal kingdom where He is going to be the king. That's why I want to end this series by reading Revelations chapter 21 in verses 1 to 5. The same promise. This time around, it's for the believers. Isaiah ch- chapter 65 was more like for the Israelites, but this is ca- kind of like a, a carbon copy in a sense of the promise that was given to the Israelites. This time around, it's for us, giving us a glimpse of hope and a secure future. Verse 21 says this. Sorry, chapter 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out from heaven, out of heaven from God, appeared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. Jesus is going to be with us. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. Verse 4. I love this. I love this verse 4. It says here, He will wipe every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And verse 5, And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. My prayer that in this time of difficulty, you will experience how it is to be renewed by God because of the promises that He has for us. Let us take this time to pray. Lord, thank You for Your grace upon all of us. Lord, first and foremost, I pray for our church community who are sick once again. Lord, those who are being threatened by death, I pray, God, that You would make things new for them. Renew their bodies. Renew their lives. Lord, I speak Your grace upon them. Help them trust You today, God. Help them hold on to Your great plans for their lives. Lord, I pray, God, for those who are weeping in grief, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would wipe away the tears in their eyes and that you would be with them in this difficult moment. Lord, I also pray for those who are believing that you would rebuild their lives, Lord. Lord, they might have lost so many things, God, because of this, because of the devastation. But God, I pray 
that you would rebuild their lives, Lord. Rebuild their families, God. Rebuild their source of livelihood, God. Provide for them, Lord. Let there be provision. Let there be harmony, God, in their lives right now. Lord, thank you. Because as we look at these great plans, Lord, we know that the ultimate fulfillment of this is when you, Jesus, return the second time around in human form, in flesh, God, and take you away with us in heaven. But God, we know that we can experience a glimpse of this today. And that is more than enough. And we are secure of that, God, because you, Jesus, you came. And Lord, today, in response to you, I pray, God, that the response of our heart today would not be just like that of the Israelites saying, we can make this rebuilding happen. Hindi po namin kaya, God. Our prayer, God, is that you, Jesus, can make things happen. We pray that this is going to be our response. You can make things happen. And you are making things happen. And that you, Jesus, you, Jesus Christ, our King, you would be more than enough for us. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join the Victory Group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us in discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.